What's up guys, welcome back to the Broccoli Roast. Today we're talking all about future food and eating crickets. What? Here's what's coming up. In one serve of these uh, roasted crickets here, you get 155% the recommended daily intake on B12. Wow. Cricket powder supported the growth of probiotic bacteria, bifidobacterium animalis. We've got some whole crickets here that we're gonna try. I'm gonna try and, we're gonna try and describe the flavor to you guys. <laughs> I'm not eating crickets, I'm not eating crickets. Here's little <clears throat> cricket drumstick. <laughs> <laughs> little legs. Mm. Once you get past the As the world's population soars towards a 2050 expectation of 10 billion people, one of the biggest questions on my mind is how on earth are we gonna feed everyone? Space will be a luxury. Agricultural space may not even be a reality, especially those methods which carry a heavy ecological footprint, such as large-scale inorganic animal farming or genetically modified crops, which we do know do not withstand the natural adaptive qualities of the earth. The question has remained perplexing, especially from a protein standpoint. Now, plant-based nutrition can be grown indoors, in people's homes, in urban farming production facilities where environmental control is possible. However, it might be a stretch to think that cows, sheep, and who knows, kangaroos would fare well grazing the living room carpet. So what do we do? Well, there may be an answer, a category of animal protein not considered seriously for the past few hundred years. It's incredibly nutritious, vastly more sustainable, and arguably much more ethical, allowing the animals to almost reach their full life capacity before harvesting. I'm talking about insects, and in particular on this episode, crickets. Crickets contain a whopping 80% protein, all essential amino acids, significant amounts of B12, calcium and iron, and a plethora of other bioavailable nutrition. Now, according to a recent study, they also promote the growth of bene beneficial bacteria in the gut and reduce levels of inflammatory markers in the blood. Crickets seem to be an ecological miracle. Comparing the sustainability of beef production versus cricket production is quite astonishing. If we produce 30 grams of both, beef requires 38 times more space to do so. 23 times more water, 12 times more food, and 1,815 times more greenhouse gas emissions are produced. But all this may be irrelevant if people simply won't eat insects. Hopefully, this isn't the case. With the rise in alternative nutrition led by companies pioneering insect production, interest is bound to grow. But I know you're all asking, how do they taste? Could I really eat crickets? That question too is answered in today's episode. I've got a little funny video for you. Today I'm joined by Lucas Becker from cricket company Grillo Protein. Let's jump into it. Lucas Becker, welcome to the Broccoli Roast. Broccoli, thanks for having me. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's funny how many people actually call me um, Cow Broccoli now. Yeah. Like after I changed my Instagram name, everybody's just like, what's up, Broccoli? <laughs> it's so funny. Um, how did we meet? How did we connect? I can't remember. Um... It was definitely through crickets. Yeah, something about crickets. I, I remember you connecting at uh, Avalon Whole Foods before. That's right. And you had like maybe emailed me and I popped down and, and chatted with That's you guys it. or something like that. Yeah. We were doing a tasting there on yeah. our cricket bars. What's it like? Because um, you've been sort of doing and working with crickets for, for quite a while now. What's it like sort of building up a brand from, you know, from the base and then just sort of trying to push it out there? It's, I must say it's quite challenging, yeah. uh, especially being something that it's not part of our cultures. The, unfortunately, the Western cultures 
are not uh, eating crickets anymore yeah. as they used to be way far way back in the past as we will see in a video later on yeah it's a challenge but it's also rewarding to see and compare from two years ago we would talk to people and he would they would have no idea about yeah. what eating crickets is and now it's like oh i see this on tv or i saw on a magazine or newspaper or mm. jamie oliver did this and angelina jolie did that so it's definitely becoming more mainstream the culture about eating insects i suppose that it's something that we've done for for so long is just to to eat bugs because they're they're readily available. They're very quick to um, propagate, I guess, in, in any sort of area. I remember when I was younger, being in Port Augusta, in like north, northern South Australia, and we had these like locust plagues. I remember seeing like, and I don't even know if locusts are like related to crickets or whatever, <laughs> kind of, yeah. So they, we just had these like plagues of locusts filling the streets. And I just think now I'm like, oh, there's so much protein there. Like, yeah. <laughs> I could have bare grills did and ate some crickets and things like that. <laughs> That's right. I think we, we, we always been eating crickets as a human race. Mm. It was for many years part of um, at least 2 billion people's diet. But um, I see historically we stopped eating insects when we domesticated cows and chickens and yeah. and started to grow vegetables and develop farms and that's when uh, insects started to be treated as a pest. Yeah. And uh, only now we see lots of countries in Europe and North America accepting insects back on their diets and it's becoming a huge market as well, a, yeah. huge, a big, very big industry. Well, it was kind of previously just for like the the different sort of chefs I guess and it was sort of like you know you would go it was almost like a novelty experience to go and eat crickets in a exactly. in a high-end restaurant or something like that yes that that's how I, I saw it like starting to to become more more popular I saw yeah. a chef from a Noma cafe which is a very a very famous um, international cafe uh, restaurant and they do pop-up restaurants all over the place mm -hmm. and there wasn't one in Mexico and they were using a grasshopper yeah and when I saw they were doing that I knew that eventually would become mainstream well it has to because what we've done agriculturally is just like not sustainable at all and uh, and food shortages is probably one of the reasons that I'm so interested in this sort of area it, it and the environmental impact on our of our traditional agriculture it's like when we came to Australia Thank you. When we came to Australia in, um, you know, whatever it was, 1788, and then we forced European agriculture onto the country, I think, um, you know, the implications of that from an environmental standpoint have just been quite phenomenal in a negative way. Um, but I guess that sort of leads me to the, to the question is, do you think crickets and insects, how do they sort of come on? Um, to the sustainability aspect of, of everything. I think they they becoming more and more a good option um, mm -hmm. in terms of sustainability because it's a much more efficient uh, way of agriculture. Mm. It uses much less water, less land, less feed, less resources in general. And um, I did a bit of research and according to the UN, we have to by 2050 we have to increase our food production by 70 percent yeah. in order to f to feed everyone yeah 
And, uh, Which is a massive task. You it's, know? Huge. <laughs> it's huge. And, and if we keep producing the food the way we are, so on a, such an unsustainable way, mm. I think the consequences will, will be very big. Mm. I know I was speaking with a friend of mine the other day about urban farming and how there's just there's such a big resistance now for young people to actually become farmers because it's such a potentially tr troubling lifestyle and stressful lifestyle and they're sort of talking about urban farming now and sort of turning very small spaces and much more controllable environments such as old shipping containers or whatever and turning them into sort of production facilities for for organic greens and vegetables and things like that um what's the sort of deal how are crickets made now are they wild harvested or are they like grown in uh, grown i don't know what's the, yeah. how does it all work so, so it, they all farmed for human consumption on a controlled environment like yeah. you said usually they live on a 30 to 36 degrees environment yeah in a, a warehouse or a, a room like this even mm -hmm. could be a a cricket farm. So I could grow crickets in here. You could, <laughs> definitely. The broccoli rice finished, <laughs> cricket farm. <laughs> that's it, that's the future. <laughs> ah, but the, the, there's also like farms that are starting to do exactly what you said, uh, urban cricket farms. And yeah. they grow in vertically as well. Mm. And they doing that because they want to show people that it's possible to have a cricket farm at George Street in Sydney, if you yeah. like. You know? So it's... <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a, a good concept that will help us uh, improve the way we produce our food and reach that 70% yeah. increase that we need. How did you get into it? We've got uh, love, some lovely little... I'm going to show the camera here and let it pick up that. We've got some lovely little cricket protein bars. I must Beautiful. say that when you gave me... I tried the other ones. But when you gave me these, they're one of the best protein bars that I've ever had because it just tasted like real food. Nice. So I want to know, while I'm going to open this bad boy and, and give it a little taste, <laughs> I want to know how, how you arrived at crickets. Well, um, we, we did a bit of research, my business partner and um, lovely sister-in-law, Martina, she mm -hmm. is a really good researcher. She likes to research and find out about things. And we were looking for a um, for a challenge, for something to to look for to work with. Mm -hmm. And she came across crickets first time in America, when when she realized there was a a very clean a protein alternative. Back then we were um, trying to reduce our meat intake exactly for the reasons why we spoke about yeah. for mm -hmm. the unsustainability. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it. We came across crickets. She did in uh, in America, and we're like, "Oh, crickets! I don't know, like, <laughs> yeah, crickets, really." <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and I was like, really thinking about, like, uh, I was about to invest my money and my time yeah. on a project that I never seen anyone <laughs> doing. So yeah. it was a, a bit of a risk we took, and still a risk, I would say, like any other business. But once we start to dig into it, and you start to develop that passion about it, and and seeing the result, like I said, more and more people knowing about, it's re very rewarding mm. to be doing something different and and accepting that we have to make a change yeah. to help our planet. Love it. <clears throat> All right, let's watch a video. Do you want to grab your headphones there? Beautiful. And we can <clears throat> watch the first video of the day.
For centuries, people have consumed bugs. Everything from beetles to caterpillars, locusts, grasshoppers, termites, I'm still and dragonflies. People like caterpillars. The that would be a juicy little entomophagy. Mm, so I love them though. Really? I cooked with them before. Roasted caterpillars. <laughs> As we evolved and bugs became part of our dietary tradition, they fulfilled the role of both staple food and delicacy. In ancient Greece, cicadas were considered luxury snacks, and even the Romans found beetle larvae to be scrumptious. Why have we lost our taste for bugs? Love to eat those the reason for our rejection so is <laughs> and the story probably begins around 10,000 BC in the Fertile Crescent a place in the Middle East that was a major birthplace of agriculture. That's a long time Back ago. then, our once nomadic ancestors began to settle in the Crescent, and as they learned to farm crops and domesticate animals there, attitudes changed, rippling outwards towards Europe and the rest of the Western world. As farming took off, people might have spurned bugs as mere pests that destroyed their crops. Populations grew and the West became urbanized, weakening connections with our foraging past. People simply forgot their bug-rich history. Today, for people not accustomed to entomophagy, bugs are just an irritant. They sting and bite and infest our food. We feel an ick factor associated with them and are disgusted by the prospect of cooking insects. Almost 2,000 insect species are turned into food, forming a big part of everyday diets for two billion people around the world. Mm. Countries in the tropics are the keenest consumers because culturally it's acceptable. Species in those regions are also large, diverse, and tend to congregate in groups or swarms that make them easy to harvest. Take Cambodia and Southeast Asia, where huge tarantulas are gathered, fried, and oh. sold in the marketplace. <clears throat> in Southern Africa, the juicy mopani <laughs> is a dietary staple simmered in oh, a spicy sauce or the mopani we actually had in Africa and in with Mexico, the Bushmen. Chapulines with the sound stable for garlic, the gut movie. Lemon, on, on the tribe that we yeah. visit mm -hmm. nice. to make up a meal or ground into flour, powder, and paste to add to food. But it's not all about taste. They're also healthy. In fact, scientists say entomophagy could be a cost-effective solution for developing countries that are food insecure. Insects can contain up to 80% protein, the body's vital building blocks, and are also high in energy-rich fat, fiber, and micronutrients like vitamins and minerals. Did you know that most edible insects contain the same amount or even more mineral that iron is. than beef? making them a huge untapped resource when you consider that iron deficiency is currently the most common nutritional problem in the world. The mealworm is another nutritious example. The yellow beetle larvae are native to America and easy to farm. They have a high vitamin content, loads of healthy minerals, and can contain up to 50% protein, almost as much as in an equivalent amount of beef. To cook, Simply saute in butter and salt, or roast and drizzle <coughs> with chocolate for a crunchy chocolate snack. Worms. What you have to overcome in ick <laughs> factor, you gain in nutrition and taste. Indeed, bugs can be delicious. Mealworms taste like roasted nuts. Locusts are similar to shrimp. Crickets, some people say, have an aroma of popcorn. popcorn Farming popcorn. insects for food also has less environmental impact than livestock farms do, because insects emit far less greenhouse gas and use up less space, water, and food. Socioeconomically, bug production could uplift people in developing countries, since insect farms can be small-scale, highly productive, and yet relatively inexpensive to keep. Insects can also be turned into more sustainable food for livestock, and can be reared on organic waste, like vegetable peelings, that might otherwise just end up rotting in landfills. Feeling hungry yet? Faced with a plate of fried crickets, 
most people today would still recoil, imagining all those legs and feelers getting stuck between their teeth. But think of a lobster. <laughs> it's pretty much just a giant insect with legs and feelers galore yeah. that was once regarded as an inferior, repulsive food. Now, lobster is a delicacy. Can the same paradigm shift happen for bugs? So give it a try. Pop that insect into your mouth and savor the crunch. <laughs> savor the crunch. <laughs> I love it. Well, I mean, it seems like that crickets really could be like a significant, or even just insects in general. Have you seen like a corresponding increase in the consumption of other insects as well? Yes, uh, definitely. I, I actually, Pedro and I, we went to the Open State Festival last year in Adelaide. Mm -hmm. I, I think I, oh, I briefly Adelaide. spoke yeah, uh, yeah. to you about mm -hmm. that and uh, we they asked us to cater for the for the event. There was mm -hmm. about a hundred people coming to the Q&A and um, we cooked with um, caterpillars, yeah. mealworms. <laughs> We use the green ants from the Northern Territory. Oh, They're nice. almost like a finger line. They're beautiful. They're like sour. Ads. So nice. They're such a delicious food. You know what we did? We did a lemon tart with them. With them. And have them all on top oh, of the, no the, the yeah. cream. I used the scorpion there as well. Scorpion. The scorpion was the most uh, challenging for the mindset. Because they... Had, do you remove the poison somehow? Yeah, or? so they removed the poison, so there was no poison at all. Yeah. And it ca even came on a pack, you know, a pack yeah. of five scorpions inside, <laughs> like a snack. It was beautiful. Yeah. <clears throat> that was the, the biggest one for me to yeah. to forget about, okay, I'm eating something that once had a poison and yeah. just eating. And, and people were stoked, you know, to mm. see, like, we did uh, corn chips, we did... Uh, chocolate truffles with the mealworms and yeah. had the insects as a garnish so we made it look like this is okay this is normal and, and yeah. people are stoked to eat all different insects well this is what we're going to do today we, we've actually <laughs> put our put our money where our mouths is and you've brought along some some live not live some uh whole crickets so let me get that shot on camera i think i've got that there anyway we've got some whole crickets here that we're gonna try. I'm gonna try and we're gonna try and describe the flavor to you guys. <laughs> but uh, are we just straight into the hen? Yeah, straight it's straight in the hen. It's so, a, it's almost like a, I would say I rather having this than peanuts as really? a as a That's snack, good. you know. Yeah. So I gotta get into this, but we'll we'll see. I've got quite a significant portion there. Um, <laughs> cheers, mate. I had some for breakfast this morning. Really? Mm. Okay, I'm not eating. I'm not eating crickets. I'm not eating crickets. Think of the popcorn. That's pretty nice. It's nice, huh? That's pretty like, nice. This one has no flavors. Yeah. So this one is just completely dried. <coughs> completely dried. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> roasted cricket. <laughs> How's yours going? <coughs> you breathe down the, the cricket. They taste delicious. Here's a little <coughs> cricket drumstick. <laughs> <laughs> little legs. Mm. Once you get past the idea, they're actually super nice. But mm. I mean, it looks. This is going to be an issue for some people. Is that the look of it is for sure? And this yeah. is one of the mm. reasons why we choose to start with the with the powder. Yeah, <clears throat> to be more acceptable, to be able to mix through. I see. Like I talk uh, to a lot of uh, people when we do demos and tastings, and mums tell me that they've been using the powder on their kids' food. Yeah. And just not telling them. Yeah. So they not even know, but they're getting all the benefits, the B12, mm -hmm. the iron, the protein. That's amazing. Let's jump to a video now of people's reactions to <laughs> eating crickets. 
Nah, never that I know of. No, never. Never had crickets. <laughs> Excited. <laughs> Are they keto? <laughs> what are you expecting them to taste like? That's probably pretty dry. I'm guessing um, kind of a little bit crunchy and then just, I don't know, probably not a great tasting. Not really sure what to expect. Dog food. Yeah, I'm sorry to say, but they do smell like they're from dog factory. <laughs> dog food. Um, I'll try one. I'll try to get one that doesn't have wings. Oh. <laughs> no, let's do it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of excited, actually. Oh, I can't look at them. No, I don't like that. <laughs> okay. And I need to chew it. <laughs> it's not creepy, as you say, it's too good eyes. No, I can't look at them, they've got eyes. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I can leave it. I actually don't want to touch it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely an insect. Mmm. <laughs> 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 I'll eat them, it's a bit dry. No, they're not bad. It's not, it's not too bad actually. They're kind of like a really dry um, rice cracker. It's like a really brown seedy cracker. Mm. But it's actually like, the taste is pretty okay. I don't mind it. Would you eat it regularly? No. <laughs> it's the look that I don't like. Wouldn't have them every day, but I could obviously have a couple here and there. It's actually pretty easy to go down. No, I'm super surprised. Pretty good. I'd, I'd eat a few a day, I reckon. It's way better than I thought, actually. <laughs> Let's talk about probiotics for a second. My absolute favorite probiotic is this one here. It's called ProGood and it's a symbiotic mix, which means you get prebiotics and probiotics in the same pack. All you have to do to take this is mix it together in water, let it sit for a couple of minutes, let the probiotics and the prebiotics do their thing, they'll multiply to really high numbers and then drink it up. I'm all about maximizing efficiency and getting the most bang for your buck. And that's why I enjoy this particular probiotic. Get yours at nicelife.com.au and remember you can get free shipping on your first order with us simply by entering the discount code broccoli roast. Back to the show. <laughs> so what what do you sort of um, you guys Grillo are Grillo doing whole whole crickets yet? We actually um just got our first five kilo <clears throat> yeah. of whole crickets this Monday, last week. Mm -hmm. And that would be a lot because these are really light. Really light. That yeah. would be a lot. Like it's like a, a big box. Tub. Massive. Yeah. Like this here is about 30 grams. Yeah, 30 grams. Wow. So okay. <laughs> it's, it's quite a lot. Yeah. And we will offer to a lot of cafes and restaurants, which mm -hmm. some of them already contact us in the Byron area and also in the Gold Coast, mm -hmm. Brisbane, and hopefully a few in Sydney too. Especially Mexican restaurants, they yeah, like to do cricket tacos, mm -hmm. sprinkle on salad, or even having just a, a side of olives and crickets yeah, nice. instead of nuts. 
So if I wanted to have those in a more flavoursome way, how would you recommend incorporating them into my general healthy, say, you know, Mediterranean style cuisine? Yeah, I would say uh, if you're making a salad, for example, mm-hmm. you just sprinkling them or mixing through your salad would yep. be great, you know, because you're getting the the texture, the crunchy, the crunchiness. Yep. There is that nutty, earthy taste as well. Yeah. So instead of using roasted nuts or roasted seeds, seeds, yeah, you could add the crickets onto it. That's yep. how I, I would. Uh, I think would be the easiest way to use it. Mm. You could incorporate into some desserts like we did. We did raw desserts and use yeah. them on top. Yeah. To garnish and make because look, it's not uh, like different. a it's not a crazy strong flavor. It's actually relatively <clears throat> neutral. So you could e- I can taste it that it would sort of fit in easily with a savory meal or a sweeter meal. Exactly. Like we even had a, a chef from Harvest up in a nearby uh, near Byron Bay. Yeah. And he made a creme fraiche with the cricket powder. Oh nice. And when yeah. he first said, it, I was like, oh really? I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. And he did, and I was amazed. You know, it was yeah. so nice. Like, Instead of just the taste of the cream, had like some saltiness yeah. and uh, nuttiness as well, and I was impressed. It's nice, and that's why we really want to have the whole crickets and talk to the restaurants because there's so many great chefs in Australia, and I'm yeah. sure they're gonna pull it off some uh, really yeah. fun stuff. Love it. Well, let's talk about the study that just came out. <clears throat> A study uh, which showed some significant benefits to eating crickets, and um, the study the the report that I'm looking at uh, is on the Huffington Post. It was a study in the Scientific Reports Journal. And they basically took, for two weeks, gave 20 healthy men and women, so not a huge uh, not a huge uh, number of uh, participants, <clears throat> between the ages of 18 and 48, they ate either a control breakfast or a breakfast containing 25 grams of powdered cricket meal made into muffins and shakes. Each participant then ate a normal diet for a two-week washout period. Um, And for the following two weeks, those who started on the cricket diet consumed a control breakfast, and those who started on the control diet consumed a cricket breakfast. Right, okay, so they've actually given both groups crickets in the end, is, is what I'm seeing. Okay, cool. So basically they took the um, blood samples and stool samples and questioned the participants about their gastrointestinal history and then they um, looked at uh, various sort of things in their in their blood. Your sort of roundup there, which I will steal, the results demonstrated that cricket consumption is tolerable and non-toxic at the treatment dose. Cricket powder supported the growth of probiotic bacteria, Bifidobacterium animalis, um, which increased by more than 5.7 times, which is quite significant. Uh, And it was also associated with reduced inflammatory markers in the blood, this time TNF-alpha. So these data suggest that eating crickets may improve gut health and reduce systemic inflammation. However, more research is needed to understand these effects and underlying mechanisms. I mean, for me, that sort of goes like anything that is healthy really should generally have a good impact on the gut microbiome and our inflammation. But is yeah. it sort of exciting? What what happened when you guys saw this study come out? How did you guys oh, respond? We were, we were so excited, you know, mm. because for us, everything always like about crickets, uh, cricket uh, nutrition always been about the high protein content, yeah. the extremely high content of it, <laughs> iron, yeah. sustainability. But to see a study saying that actually can help with the gut health, yeah, 
and um, also seeing that they're gonna still keep on look uh, to see the how this would uh, affect positively positively or negatively mm -hmm. our um, our health it's great you know that it shows that people are really interested in you know, knowing the, the effects of yeah. a cricket-based diet or an insect-based diet yeah I can see the implications of this for a vegetarian yes. being really strong because obviously a lot of people do have um, and even myself I go through times when I am not comfortable eating the meat that I eat you know and yeah. it, it becomes an issue for me because I feel a lack of connection to it I know that a lot of it's not sustainable I know it's not native to Australia there's all sorts of issues that come into it I can see insects already being a huge part of of what is I guess a, a future food supply yeah I, I think so like and and to be honest I tried I've been vegetarian mm. uh, before I did for three three years where uh, one out of these three years I was fully vegan yeah and um, for me, it was not the best diet to be on mm. because of my uh, active lifestyle. It was hard to get organized with all the meals. And uh, I noticed the difference when I started to have crickets on a regular basis mm. and as an experiment too, you know. And I see that uh, f even friends of ours that are... Uh, there's a very good friend of ours. She had a B12 deficiency for quite a while. Yeah. And she's our uh, evangelist now because yeah. it just <laughs> helped her so much, yeah. you know, and, and it's great to see that. Also, the iron deficiency, which the movies show that it's a, a bigger problem mm. in our uh, modern world. This could address that problem, too. Yeah. Well, it seems like it's catching on a lot. And I want to have a quick look at the trailer for a documentary The Gateway about bugs. Bug. Let's it's do it. It's actually done by a, an Australian uh, lady oh, who no is married to, um, to a guy from America. Okay. She's from Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, let's get it up. Play. We are all here based on the fact that this is real, that this is important, right? We don't need to be convinced. According to the UN, global food production has to increase 70% by 2050 in order to feed our growing population. And without changing the way that we produce food today, that's just impossible. The hunger issues and the waste issues and our broken food system and all the things that relate to that have gone beyond the point of being shameful to the point that it's criminal. 80% of our water goes to agriculture, and over half of that is watering feed for livestock. Put down everything. Like, put down your smartphone. Everyone, stop what you're doing. Just stop. Let's figure out our water and our food. Whatever you're doing is not as important as our water and our food. Anything that can help us solve those problems and return balance, health, and wellness to our food system or supply food to the people who need it the most, to not take advantage of those things is playing the ostrich and sticking our heads in the sand. Entomophagy is the act of consuming insects, ingesting insects. We've been killing bugs, let's eat them! I mean, this is an air of inevitability about it. Continue global devastation, eventually make food out of bugs. They use extremely little water, and we raise them in volumetric rather than planar space. High levels of B12, iron, calcium, and magnesium. In many ways, they're nature's perfect food. I just ate a roast. <laughs> it tastes like chips. They live in cattle. They don't eat it. Cricket protein bars, cricket powder. They don't have to see the whole animal. Our mission is to create a world where insect protein is seen as a viable alternative. They saw dollar signs in their eyes and you could hear the ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching if they thought about edible insects. The gateway bug. The gateway bug. The gateway. It's astonishing.
<laughs> I love it. Does that sort of make you pretty excited to, to be where you guys are today? Oh, for sure. Like to see, to see that it's growing in America and mm. Canada, it's it's just positive because eventually we'll get here. <clears throat> I guess. Mm. I think it's a lot, a lot like sushi. Like back in the day, four years ago, like um, our grandparents would never um, eat raw fish. Eat raw sushi, fish, yeah. and now it's just uh, a staple food. Yeah, I think hemp as well for many years was treated as yeah. as a drug or something illegal, and now it's <laughs> it's everywhere. It's, yeah, it's on uh, cosmetics, it's on food. Yeah, so I think eventually we're hoping and we're working hard to to make it become a commodity in Australia yeah. and and. I believe it will happen, it's just a matter of time. I love it. Yeah. Whoa, it is a Sunday sunny soliloquy coming to you right now. Okay, what's up guys, this is Sunday Soliloquy where I discuss something that I've been thinking about this week, something philosophical. Um, and this week I posted on Instagram at Cal's Broccoli, there's a new disease called rushing, and I honestly think it's f-ing killing us. And I do. The last few weeks for me have been like really intense with releasing the show and getting all the episodes ready for you guys, and um, it's been interesting to sort of see my new habits and new philosophical findings after Europe, particularly, sort of come into play here because even though I've been rushed in a way, uh, logistically in a rush, I felt very emotionally calm and unrushed. And that's something that was previously quite difficult for me to do, to separate from the, the actual reality of what's going on um, and be really objective and, and calm. You know, and um, this is from this is coming from someone who's learned how to meditate. You know, <laughs> and uh, I've found that through this experience, I've actually felt like meditating even more. So, um, and I haven't meditated for quite a while because I was on holiday. I just didn't even feel like it at all. So I've started to wake up a little bit early, uh, six o'clock, and just start doing my stretches, um, doing a little bit of a basic body workout, um, some breathing and things like that but then also doing a little meditation. And then from 7.30, being quite busy up until 5.30. Even it, I say busy, but I am still surfing. That's really important to me. Maybe that's why I'm feeling unrushed. Um, but you know, doing that has proven to be really, really beneficial for me uh, to keep me calm and grounded and feel like my days are really long and productive. So yeah, this was Sunday Soliloquy. If you want to enjoy these sort of ramblings, philosophical ramblings in picture or written form, check out at Cow's Broccoli on Instagram. And uh, let's jump back to the show. Let's jump to a viewer question. Guys, we want you to be part of the show. If you have any questions you want to ask me or my guests on the show, simply send us a message on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Kale's Broccoli, with a little video of you asking a question, and we'll put it in the show and we'll answer it. People who submit the best questions will also receive free access to my Gut Healing Series online course. So just head to facebook.com forward slash Kale's Broccoli and send us a video message with your question. If you don't want to shoot a video, you can also submit a voice recording over at anchor.fm forward slash the broccoli roast. Okay, Tim on Facebook asks, I'm a vegetarian and struggle with vitamin B12 levels. Are crickets a good source of this? I believe we've established yes. Yes, 100%. Uh, I would say... um, 
in uh, the case of vegetarians like myself before, uh, it depends a lot on why they became vegetarian. Yeah. And my reasons were uh, sustainability yeah. and because I wanted to eat healthier, to have a better digestion and, and not because uh, I didn't want to eat animals. Mm. And um, if they accept uh, to eat insects, I think it could only be beneficial for them because in one serve of these uh, roasted crickets here, yeah. you get 155% of the daily intake of the recommended daily intake and a serve of 12 10 grams so if you eat this whole lot here yeah you get a 465 percent of the recommended daily intake on b12 wow so okay. it's it's yeah. a very good option for people mm. that lack b12 i would say and iron i would also it would be remiss of me to say that um or not to say that uh, your gut bacteria are also very integral in the production, the manufacturing of vitamin B12 as well, uh, endogenously. So obviously we can get uh, B12 from the diet exogenously. So from the diet, that means uh, from our food sources and things like that, but it does also really rely on our gut bacteria working properly as well. But obviously... Um, crickets may be a sustainable source for you. I mean, that's probably one of the biggest questions on people's minds is how they are grown. Um, is that done in a sort of, uh, if, if, if that's possible, and how are they, um, how are they manufactured in a, in a way that, how do they die? You know, I'm just yeah. going to say it. I was trying to say it nicely. Yeah, but, no, for but sure. How do they die? How do these animals die? Well, so they, they basically, crickets usually have a six to eight week life cycle. Yeah. They could, some species could live up to 90 days, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm not aware of a longer life cycle than 90 days. In, in the farm where um, we're getting them from, there are um, rooms where they are in a, divided in a weekly basis. So oh, yeah. One room will be one a week ahead of the other room, mm -hmm. and um, they will use very little water. It's almost like they didn't need no water. Wow. For instance, for one kilo of cricket powder, you use about a liter of water. Yeah, and, and, and one kilo of steak would be. It, well, they say uh, studies say about around twenty thousand liters for one kilo for for growing the the cow's food and yeah. for breeding the cow and also wow. the slaughtering process. Whoa. That's huge. That's pretty big. Yeah. So the, once the crickets uh, reach uh, their ma maturity, which is around uh, six weeks, mm -hmm. they will release their uh, shell, mm -hmm. which can be used as a fertilizer. Nice. And uh, yeah. our supply is selling to, funny it is, they're selling to the medical marijuana industry in Canada <laughs> no to, as a fertilizer. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and um, they lay their eggs around the sixth or the seventh week. Mm -hmm. On their last week, towards the 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 eighth week of their life cycle, which is the end, yeah. they'll get harvest. They'll be collected in a box, and uh, they will use a dry freezing method yeah. to so make them go them. to sleep, yeah. freeze them, and uh, once this happens, they will um, be roasted yeah. and ground. It seems like a much more <laughs> much more ethical process than well, it, it, it our does current meat production. There, yeah. there is no injections into yeah. them to make they grow faster. Yeah. So it's a very natural process, you know. There's there's no um, mistreating to yeah. these animals. Yeah. They live pretty freely yeah. on their colony. And they actually don't go, like when we went to the farm, we were expecting to see crickets everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and they, it's it's funny, but they Swans. actually very well 
behaved as a society. Yeah. They just hang around their food and the water and they don't go far. Mm -hmm. They just stay there. And I think uh, it's a much more digestible yeah. way of farming animals. Yeah, I think so too. So where can people find out more about you? Well, um, people can reach our website, mm -hmm. uh, grilloprotein.com.au. There yeah. is a lot of information there. We are mainly distributing our products from Byron Bay all the way up to Cairns now. Cool. Queen, all the way up to Queensland. Yeah. We're looking for uh, the right distribution channels for uh, Sydney, New yeah. South Wales, mm -hmm. and also Victoria. So hopefully soon you'll see in all the shelves, yeah. shelves uh, around here. Love it. Beautiful. When you guys uh, get some, when you guys do some whole cricket products, I reckon Nice Life, the Gut Health Store will have to get on board with a couple of those as well. Beautiful. So. <laughs> Sounds great. I'll have some more ideas because they delicious. Are. They are good. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, folks. Remember to support the show by subscribing to the channel here on YouTube or on your favorite podcasting app. Let me know in the comments below what else you want to see on the show, who you want to see on the show, what should we do. Um, I'll see you next time on the Broccoli Roast. Ooh.